Hello and welcome to episode two of the Master Craftsman Podcast, where we're going to drink some craft beer, we're going to talk about talk about today's topic, and you know, see where the conversation takes us. I'm Jared Niederheiser, and joining me is Branson Wilms, and uh, we've got uh, we've got three good beers to try here today, Jared. Yeah, I'm excited. I mean, like we've talked about, this is the 12 beers at Christmas. We are on beers four, five, and six, and these three are in. Um, Let's call it a trio, obviously. There's a trio. They're all from the same brewery. They're all in that same line. They kind of flow together. So it's perfect to have all three of these in one episode. And it's um, it's pretty cool as a fan of the, the, the story of Christmas Carol because that's where these three beer names come from. Yeah, it's a, it's a cool kind of play on words. Um, so instead of, you know, Ghost of Christmas Past... Goes to Christmas present and goes to Christmas future. We've got goes of Christmas past, goes of Christmas present, and goes of Christmas future. So three different um, different lineups here. So we've got a sugar plum, we've got a cranberry, and we've got a spiced pear. So we've got a uh, you got to try them all together because it's like part of the holiday release, the holiday series here. So I'm excited to uh, to see what these he's come out with here yeah like i said i i feel like they they're a trio they go together you can't have one without the other two um sure. i have one just by looking at the the makeup of them that i think might be my favorite however in episode one i had one that i thought was gonna be my favorite and ended up being my second so you know that's why we're here that's why we're gonna give them a shot now going along with <laughs> the three beers today is going to be a countdown of our top five favorite christmas movies now i have a top five branson a has top a top five, five. Yep. yeah so i don't know what his five is he doesn't know what my five movies are so it's going to elicit some good conversation maybe some maybe some healthy arguing maybe some discussion on whether sure. we think maybe if we have movies in common should be higher should be lower what have you but we're excited to get into these three and we're excited to dive into the films of the holiday season that we like the most. So stick around and uh, we will be right back diving into our first beer, which is the Goes of Christmas Past. Here we are, segment one. Welcome back, Master Craftsman, 12 Beers of Christmas, round two, beers four, five, and six. We're going to start with Branson. What do we got? We've got Goes of Christmas Past, which is a sugar plum tart ale. So um, I'm hoping for like a reddish pink color. Mm -hmm. um, should be a little thinner than kind of some of the stuff we were drinking last week. This one comes in at 4.2%. Uh, again, I think you touched on this, but this is a local brewery here to us. Um, they make some pretty cool stuff. They always yeah. have good seasonal releases. Um, so let's go ahead. Let's crack this one open. Let's see how it pours and give it a try. Yeah. And then uh, obviously we've got to see where they rank compared to the uh, three we had and last I got, episode. And I got the list right here, Branson. I'm gonna di we'll dive into it when we give it our rankings, and then we'll maybe at the end of this episode give our top six of the six we've had so far. All right, so it pours it is, a pale pink. Yeah, it is a very uh, nice looks light like color. Pink lemonade. Yeah. <laughs> wow. It smells. Um, okay. It almost smells like uh, fruity pebbles. Yeah. Fruity pebbles. You definitely get the sugary. The it smells very sweet. Yeah, it smells sweet. You get the cranberry, the fruitiness that comes from it. All right, here we go. All right, cheers to you. First one of episode two. That's good. Okay, yeah. That's good. That tastes like, um, it, it, it's like a uh, bubbly cranberry juice. Yes. Yeah it's, yeah, it's very good, very light, crisp. There's not too much going on. Um, it's not overly tart. It's not overly... Sugar plum, um, it 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 just it's really balanced. I think, in my opinion. Yeah, and I, I full disclosure, this is not my favorite um, type of brew. I, I, I will I'll be completely honest with you. However, 
That being said, I am incredibly pleasant surprised with this verse one. Yeah. Again, to go off of exactly what you just said, it's not overly tart. It doesn't have that sour flavor to it. Um, yeah, the, the flavoring itself of the sugar plum and is yeah. not a dominating factor. It's just enough to make that taste come out and make it make it you know make yeah. it nice. And, and I, I don't. A lot of the times you get that an artificial taste to it, and I don't exactly. Think it, yeah, it comes across very natural. Um, I, I, I really like this beer. I think it's good. Yeah, again, I, I, I completely agree with what you say with the artificial taste to it. A lot of times, sometimes these beers can taste like um, like those squeeze things you put in, like Mio yeah, or whatever yeah. it's called. Like that's the flavor. You, yes, yeah. that's the flavor you're adding. I don't get that here at all. So, yeah, very pleasantly surprised. If I'm going to give this a rating, I'm going to give this a solid four. Yeah, I think... I think I'm right there in line with you at a four. Again, kind of similar to what you said. A tart ale typically isn't my go-to, sure. um, especially in the winter. You know, <laughs> right? In yeah. the winter, you want something that warms you up a little bit. I, I, I like stouts and stuff like that in the winter. Things that you know, basically like cold coffee. Sometimes. Yes. But uh, yes. Um, I think the pl- the flavor profile though does it does it very well for the yeah. winter. I mean, yeah. I feel like if this was like a a lemon yeah, or you know an, fit. another citrus fruit yeah, it, it may not stick out they kind of nailed all of the uh flavors i think keeping that in mind because yes. like i said the other two we've got are uh cranberry ginger and uh a spiced pear so i think those are also two pretty good holiday kind of fit in with the time of year we're in here so i'm excited to see if the other two are as good as this one, uh, then it's going to be a pretty successful. Yeah, it's going to be it's going to be a nice a nice set. So now let's do, let's jump into the topic at hand. Top five Christmas movies. You mm-hmm. want me to start, right? Yeah. So yeah, we're going to hit me with your number five. So we're going to count these down five to one, an alternating order. I'll go first with num- my number five. Now, uh, this number five for me, <coughs> excuse me. There's actually two of them, and I had trouble picking between the two, so I'm going to go with both. And, and the reason I chose both is because is very. Um, nostalgic reasons. I remember watching these, and I'm going to date myself here a little bit, Branson, and I apologize. Here we go. But I remember watching these on VHS tape when I was very young. You probably, I don't know the last time, if at all, you've ever watched a VHS. I I did have VHS. I was big into uh, Land Before Time. I think all of them on VHS still have my parents. So I'm familiar. All 17 Um, of them. Yeah, yeah, I'm familiar. (laughs) Yeah. But anyhow, these these two were on VHS, and not only were they on VHS, but they were recorded from the television. So it was back when you had to fast forward through the commercials and all that jazz. But again, I won't go into that. Um, but these two are the original Grinch and Mickey's Christmas Carol. Mickey's Christmas Carol is, in if I were to go back in my memory bank, one of the very first Christmas movies I ever remember watching. And I watched it over and over and over. And I remember when I got older, I searched and searched and searched for the DVD and finally found it. So, and it's one now, obviously with Disney plus it's on there, but it's one that we watch every year. My son is loves Mickey. So it kind of does, it, it, it makes it even more worthwhile. So my number five, like I said, is a tie the OG Grinch and Mickey's Christmas Carol. So I do have a question for you. Now, do you think that this is kind of almost payback now for how many times you've had to watch like Thomas train and blippy, like, Think about how many times you watched Mickey's Christmas. It's kind of like coming full circle. I mean, it's yeah, it's fair. Yeah, yeah. my parents probably got sick of yeah. watching it every they were Christmas. Over it. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's not. It's yeah, yeah. I, you're exactly right. So I, I, I do. Uh, I like both of those movies. Neither of them, I will say, give a little pre-taste are in my top five. That's fair. So I'm gonna date myself here. Well, yeah. Fast <laughs> forward from Jared's times here a little bit. And my number five is a Netflix original. Okay. And there, it, it's a series of two, but I just went with the the first one here. I personally really enjoy Christmas Chronicles. It's a Netflix original. Um, it's a really cool. Uh, in my opinion, I think it's one of the best new Christmas movies that have come out. Yeah. Um, it's not overly cheesy. It's not something that has been done a million times over. Um, Highly recommend if you get a chance, watch it. It's on Netflix. There's Christmas Chronicles 1, Christmas Chronicles 2. Um, both different, but the same storyline, kind of. Um, it's just a really good, kind of family friendly Christmas movie to watch, I think. It is cool. We watched it actually last year for the first time. Um, and yeah, I like the story. I thought it was done well. Um, and it, I agree with you. It's, it's, a, it's a fun, cool Christmas movie for, like, you know, 
this time. Newer. Yeah. You know what I mean? Newer, yeah. I guess. Yeah, a lot of those, if you're not looking for like a Hallmark movie, oh. there's, there's, yeah, tell me about it. But if there's, there's not really many people, you know, there's only so many different avenues you can run with Santa and Christmas time. Yes. Um, without re- repeating. And I think this does a really good job of taking a new approach to it. Um, it takes you into Santa's village and, uh, it does play on one of the old tricks of like trying to catch Santa in the act. Yeah. Um, but it goes for a twist and, uh, it's just, I think it's really well done and I think it's worth a watch. Yeah, absolutely. So moving into my number four. So this first segment we're going to do here is going to be both of our five and fours with this first beer, the goes of Christmas pass, which we've been talking about here. Uh, as we've gone along, my number four is going to be the very first Santa Claus with Tim Allen. With Tim Allen. There's right. just something about early to mid nineties, Tim Allen that is it's just like the ultimate family. It's man. just, yeah, it's just yeah. awesome. You know what I mean? Like nostalgic, the whole premise about that. Like he's a jerk. You know what I mean? He's, he doesn't. You know, he doesn't care about Christmas. He has his son. His son's all into it. He's just trying to do his own thing. He's not worried about it. And then he ends up becoming Santa Claus right. because Santa falls off his roof and, you know, and dies. Yeah. And then he puts a suit on, blah, blah, blah. Has for those of you that haven't over. seen it, sorry for the spoiler, spoiler alerts, but here's the deal. It's you've a, had long enough. It's a 30-year-old yes. movie. I would feel like you've had plenty of time to see it. But if you haven't, definitely check it out. It is a really, really cool, like, feel-good story. Now, they've had, like, three... Maybe three sequels. I think they just came out with the the final one, like within the last, like in recent times. I truly have not seen any of the sequels. I just, I absolutely love the first one because, like I said, it's it's Tim Allen at his finest. Right, like just witty humor. Like I said, he was a he was kind of a jerk at the beginning of the movie. He just has those one liners that are just hilarious. Right. So, and it bridges that you know, fun, like family story, whatever, with the comedy that ties all in with Christmas. So the Santa Claus for me, the original one, the first one, is my number four. Okay. Um, <laughs> I really like that one. I think that's a good one. Again, similar to you, I don't know that I've, I... I probably have seen some of the sequels, but none of them stick out like the first yeah. one does. So I do agree with you on that. Uh, coming in at my number four is... You can watch it any time of year, but specifically this time of year, I really like Home Alone, the yeah. very first. Um, and similar to like what you said, it's got comedy, it's got family, it's got uh, the, the feel good. You know, at the end when everyone comes together, and, yep. you know, Kevin realizes that you know as much as they can be a pain in the butt, he obviously misses having his family around. But, right. Um, it's got the comedy. You know. It's just hard to beat, in my opinion. It, it it ties, it hits all the the buckets for me. So, Home Alone comes in at number four for me. Um, again, another show or another movie that has several that come after it, but the original one, um, it just holds a special place in my top five. I agree. I agree. Um, that being said, let's move on. We're going to take a break here. We've do- we dove into the first beer and our five and four. When we come back, we will jump into our second goes of Christmas present this time, which is a cranberry ginger, and we will discuss numbers three and two on our list. Getting up there now. Which yeah, now this is where I think we're gonna we'll maybe have we're some spirit. We're gonna have some spirited conversation. I think For with sure. these next two, just based sure. on what I what I know my list and it is and what I think his list is. So stick around. We'll come back. We'll dive into beer two and we'll keep diving into our list of top five Christmas movies of our opinion of all time. <laughs> All right, guys, welcome back. Master Craftsman, episode two, 12 Beers of Christmas. We are diving into beer two of the night. Branson, what do we got? All right, so we've got uh, the Goes of Christmas present. Now, this one is a cranberry ginger goes, and I must say this one makes me the most nervous with the adjuncts. I think if they have the same consistency and the same flavor profile, the only thing that concerns me is sometimes ginger can be really overpowering. Um, so I'm looking forward to see what they do with this one. But it is a cool, it's a green can. Um, 
it's got some cool art on it. It's it's your typical uh, local birdfish can art. Mm-hmm. Um, they're, they've got the big birdfish taped out on the side of the can, just like most of their other ones. Nothing too crazy, um, but I'm kind of excited to see how they handle the ginger in this one. I like the fi- I like the flavor profile of cranberry, especially around the holidays. Yeah. So that that's something that does pique my interest a little bit. But I'm with you on the ginger. It's a um, hit or miss. I feel yeah, like. I feel like if it's not. If it's not the number one note, then I'm really going to like this yeah. one. But I feel like if the ginger's overpowering, it might it might take away from from the rest of the flavor profile. Right, and and I feel like we should mention this to our audience um, after we give these R ratings, and we'll see where they stack up. We will then uh, we'll check out Untapped. Yeah, let's see, and yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll kind of reveal and and see if our rankings match up to what other people think as well, as far as you know. Which which one's top rated? Which one's lowest rated? Anyway, um, let's get this open. Um, that way, I have something to drink on while you're telling me your third. We'll see. <laughs> so what happens. so yeah. So our our next next two movies on our list is what is going to be coming up. And like we talked about, this is where we might have some some spirited discussion. Let's say that I don't like the word argument. Let's use a euphemism: spirited discussion. And as he pours that, it looks a lot. Like the same color yeah, of what we just it's had. It's also a pale pink, so I'm kind of excited about that because that tells me that it should be, hopefully, cranberry forward and not ginger forward. Yes, but yeah, we're gonna look at hmm. beers three and two here momentarily. But first, let's take movies. Excuse me, not beers. Movies three and two. But let's take a look at this beer here first. I'm getting, I'm getting a lot of cranberry yeah, up front. I'm getting cranberry. Getting a lot of cranberry. All right, let's, let's let's give it a try. Cheers, Cheers. to you. Here we are. The goes of Christmas present. Okay, I'll start it off. Yeah, what do you got? What do you get? I'm incredibly pleasant surprised. I'm not going to lie. This is kind of like, for those of you, um, last week when we were taping the episode, Branson and I were off air, talked about uh, obsessions with pop, and I one pop that I would drink around the holidays is cranberry ginger ale like yeah. I, I mean if you put a two liter in front of me i might as well put a straw in that two liter i see right where and, you're going with this and this has that cranberry yes. ginger ale feel it to does. it it does a lot <laughs> in in a lot of the beers i feel like that that you and i drink um that are outside of this uh this line some that are a little harder to get we really like uh smoothie sours yes. that real thick fruit smoothie mm-hmm. we like stouts that have the deep flavors yep but as far as this line goes it's heavily carbonated. Yes. It almost gives you that pop-like feeling. Yes. And the cranberry and the ginger ale, or the ginger, excuse me, plays together really well, and it gives you that ginger ale flavor. It is not, um, I was afraid it was going to be like spicy. Yes. Um, and it's not. It's totally not. It's very, very much tastes like cranberry ginger ale, and I, I, I'm all for it right now. I, I really like this one. Yeah, I'm here for this one. I, I mean, this is... And you said it up front uh, when you were first talking about it. this is the one that had the most concern or made me the most nervous. I think I like this one better than the sugar plum. If, I, if I'm starting yeah. out just real quick with like with with two two sips of this one, um, and I'm not going to give my rating just yet. But if you were to ask me right now, I would say I probably like this one better than the sugar plum. Which going in, yeah. I would have said no. That's probably yeah, not going to be the case. I would have been right there with you. I especially just the, the ginger makes me nervous it can uh-huh. be misused a lot um but i i personally think i like this one more than the first one we'll see what happens as it opens up as as some of the head of this one falls and we'll see if we feel the same way here in a couple minutes we'll make sure to touch back on it uh yeah, probably between between movies there. between movie three and two so now here we go again this is where the spirited <laughs> conversation i think is going to come in because I can, I know you can't. You will not be able to see Branson's reaction when I tell you this. When I read this next one, but I will give you the best that I can. My third favorite Christmas movie, third now out of the top five. <laughs> he's like shaking his head. I think he saw it on my phone. No, no, I right. didn't. I didn't. But, <laughs> but I know where it's coming. The third one is going to be National Lampoon's mm. Christmas Vacation. And as you heard him just hit the table, and he is not pleased, folks. Uh, I'm back in the chair. This, but this let me, bothers me. Let me just give me an honor, an okay. opportunity here. Uh, I want to hear your reasoning. One, two, and three for me are all interchangeable, and, and I'll tell you why. Because they're from three 
separate types of movies. Like when I rank movies, I have a hard time rating them one to five because they don't all come from the same genre. Right. So I respect that. It's the same with beer. Yeah. It's the same with beer. So when I say one, two, and three, they, they could all be number one on a given day. But here we are. And I said, we're going to rate the top five and count them down. And if I look at the first three, if you said to me, okay, you have these three movies, you can watch one tonight, which one are you watching? I'm watching my number one. Then you have two more you can watch in the second night, I'm watching my number two, and then I'm watching this one third. That, that's just that's just where I was at. So National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation is going to be number three for me. It is an absolutely hysterical movie. I think anybody that's ever seen that knows that. Anybody that's ever seen like little clips of it knows that i mean it's an unbelievably quotable movie it is a movie that i watch each and every single christmas season i can't go a christmas season without watching it (laughs) but again in terms of my top five i I gotta put it at number three because and and i know i know i'm gonna get a lot of flack for that yeah and i know when i read my number two people are gonna be like what is wrong with you like yeah i'm kind of wondering that right now And when we get when I get to number two, I'll explain number two and why I love number two so much. But number three is National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. Branson, go ahead. What's your number three? Number three is Polar Express for me. Mm. Um, okay. This is honestly, as I look, let me let me just double check my list here to make sure I'm not speaking out of yes. Number three, Polar Express, and this is the only one. That I have that is an animated picture. Okay. And it's the only one that I think is done well enough to deserve to be in the top five. Okay. I think, at least for me, this is one that my brothers and I, we used to watch every Christmas Eve. Um, it just, for some reason, it, it just holds that nostalgia for me. But aside from that, again, this is just a great new twist on a Christmas movie. Mm-hmm. It's not the same old thing. Um it, it just it does it hits all the buckets for me again i've said that before but this is just one that i think you've got santa you've got the aspect of of being a believer yes um you kind of have the lack of parents in it you know it's kind of like these kids are all on this path it has a very youthful feel yeah, to it's it it's very yeah, yeah, youthful yeah. i think in a lot of it a lot of the reason i really like it too is locally here we have a couple different uh like railway, like railways that they, they do like their own little Polar Express yes. type deal where they they uh, kind of recreate some of the scenes from the movie where they have the hot chocolate. You know, people are in their PJs. It's just it, it brings a whole different aspect of like Christmas time. You know, for me, it's something that I watch every Christmas season. Um, and again, I think it's probably it, it, for me the only animated picture that deserves to be in the top five for Christmas movies. Sure. Uh, for me, the Polar Express is I've seen it. I grew up on the book, so I don't read. Yeah, well, <laughs> again, you, folks, you got to understand. I'm a lot older than Branson, so um, this they didn't movie, have TVs when he was growing okay. Up. <laughs> this movie did not come out until I don't think like 2004, 2005. So I mean, I feel like I need to fact check that. Branson would have been right in that wheelhouse. I'm pretty sure it's 2004. Let's see, but. Um, that would have been in 2004. Let's go. Hey. I would have been at the ripe age of seven years old. Yeah, okay. See, I would have been at the ripe age of 22. <laughs> so it would have been a little bit outside of my realm in terms of Christmas movies. But it is a wonderful movie. There's no doubt about that. I agree with everything you said. But like I said, I grew up more on the book. Right. I've only seen the movie, I think, maybe twice. But I also have I also have a son who is obsessed with trains. trains for sure. So it is going to be if if it's we were to hit if we were to rank his top five Christmas movies, my guess is Polar Express would be one, two, three, four, and five. Yeah, unless there's yeah, unless there's a John Deere one, <laughs> some sort of John Deere Christmas movie. You're exactly yeah, right. Then I think this You're one would exactly definitely right. take Silas as number one. Yeah, Silas, he's, he, it's not even a question. But I, yeah, Polar Express, great choice at number three. And one thing that you brought up that I guess I didn't really think when I was going through ranking these is how our age gap would affect our top five because like you said where i where i was at that like peak like developing your nostalgia developing that that sense of christmas seven years old i feel like is right there when like the magic is just so real yeah and some of those things that i remember from when that magic was so real is the polar express is you know 
it, the same thing with you know anything related to the holidays the decorations That's the a very things fair point. The, things that your family and you have done since that age always holds a special spot so That's a that very brings fair point. yeah that brings a, a new aspect to our rating and i guess you know, with it coming out in 2004, that makes a lot more sense why it's in my top five and not yours. No, it's fair. Respectable. It's fair. So now let's jump into movie two. And again, this is where I think I'm going to get a lot of flack. Um, my wife, we have been we have been together for over six years, and she still does not understand my love for this movie. <laughs> okay, we watch it. Well, let's let me back up. I watch it. She usually sits on her phone and plays on her phone while I'm watching it every year. Sometimes she'll watch it and she'll look at me and give me that look of like, what is wrong with you? But my number two, and it goes along with tonight's beers. I'm a huge fan of Charles Dickens' story, A Christmas Carol. I remember growing up, we would go to the Salem Community Theater every year and see their performance of a christmas carol i've read the book numerous times i have seen countless renditions of the movie my father used to make us watch george c scott's version Mm -hmm. and i absolutely do not like it (laughs) i've seen mr magoo's version i've seen the jim carrey animated version i've already talked about mickey's christmas carol which that's a nostalgic thing i was very very young when obviously when i started watching that but my number two is a version of the christmas carol and don't it tell is, me what I think you're gonna say. It is a Muppets Christmas Carol. Oh. I can't. I'm not even. I'm not even ashamed of it. Like I have it on VHS. Then I got it on DVD. I even have it on Blu-ray now. Oh jeez. And you even have a Blu-ray player? I don't. I have a, I have a PlayStation Four. <laughs> that works. That, so, it doubles as it. Technically, I technically, it plays Blu-rays in there. Yes, it but does. It's also on Disney Plus. So I don't even need any of that. I don't. I don't think it's on Disney Plus. Anyway, I, I can watch it on it like be, six yeah. different mediums, so it doesn't matter. But a Muppet's Christmas Carol is one of those movies. Like I said, I love the story of a Christmas Carol. In it is a good story. It's a really good story. Like when it. I was younger, I want to say that came out in like ninety two, ninety three. When I would have been in that ripe old age yeah. of like where you were when you were talking. I want. Cool, yeah. I want to say early nineties. I could be wrong. I've been wrong numerous times before. But the Muppets. The music. 92. I'm two for two. You're two for two. You covered it with the spreads and the picks last week. It's my turn this week. You got it. So the Muppets, like I said, I would have been seven years old at the time. So like What a weird thing. Right? Muppets for you. Right. You were seven. Polar Express. I was seven. It's just one of those things. Michael Caine plays Ebenezer Scrooge, like Kermit is Bob Cratchit. Like it just I feel like we're uncovering some sort of like psychological like Christmas movie, like Something about the age of seven. Could be. I mean, it could be. Maybe the, maybe the age of seven is the it's age special. of... special. Yeah, maybe that's the age. Um, but, like, there's, like, the musical aspect of it. You know, when you're younger, like, you would, you're attracted to, like, movies that have, like, music. I mean, yeah. Polar Express has plenty Polar of songs Express, and yeah, stuff on that. It, it is. So, Sing along. All sorts of aspects to it. But So that's where, that's where I'm looking here for number two. I, I absolutely love that movie. And generally, that's... It's not my number one in terms of my top five but that's generally the very first christmas movie i watch of the christmas season and i have already watched it i was gonna that was gonna be my next question i I have watched it have you seen it yet this year (laughs) i have watched it um we are only seven days into the month of december he has already (laughs) seen muppets christmas i've actually already already seen my top three if we're being honest so i um, have only seen one of my top three okay i've seen all three of my top three um the other the other ones the santa claus is kind of hit or miss whether i'll watch it um but my number number five tie i'll watch those with my kids because my son loves the grinch um and he loves mickey so mickey's christmas carol it's short it's like 25 minutes so it'll be perfect branson tell us about your number two here before i make myself sound even more foolish with my muppets (laughs) so my number two and before i get into it i want to just touch back on this beer that we've got here in front of us i haven't lost any no. of that that flavor that we've got going so it's still for me and it i is, apologize yeah. i took the rest of the can because i liked it so I, much I don't, I, I don't blame you i went i went i did jiggle the can just to <laughs> see if there's anything left in the bottle. <laughs> there leave was much, not man. there I was not much that's my bad but no it is it's very much cranberry ginger ale um and, and what did this one this one comes in at 4.7 percent 
So I think another thing that's really cool, and I think we talked about this uh, a little bit in, higher than the yeah, other, than the first one. Yeah, we talked about this in our other one. As far of you know, drinkability goes. Like, do you think this mm-hmm. is one that you can drink more than one of in an evening? I couldn't drink more than two. I feel the um, same way. I, but I do feel like if I took all three of these, I could drink one. Oh yeah. Each. Oh, a thousand percent. I feel yeah. like with beers like this, though. Um, the, 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 I mean, they're not overly tart, but the tartness is there. Yeah. I just feel like then you know what I mean when you drink too much like sugary yeah. drinks, your no, your stomach kind of settles weird. Yeah. And again, that could be showing my age. I don't know. That could be. But yeah, I feel like if I took all three of these like a Christmas party, I could I could drink all three of these, no problem. Yeah. Different. No problem. And I'm really impressed with um, the difference in flavor between the two cans so far. Sometimes you get a series like this, and you can't really differentiate much. Yeah. They all have kind of similar, you know, similar ingredients, similar, you know, tasting notes. But this one, I think they do a really good job of making truly two different beers, um, which I really, you know, I give them some credit for that. But going into my number two, and this one again, you know, I, I really do think it's got to come back, and I still think it holds true to this day. And someone will have to correct me if I'm wrong. But my number two is Christmas Story, the original with Ralphie, um, and I think my reasoning for this, I do, I find it to be a great movie. Um, the house is even kind of local to where we're at. What about an hour and a half? Is, give or take, oh, yeah, give or, yeah take, give or take, up there in the Cleveland area, and which is currently up for sale. Did you see that? Have you got your offer in yet? Well, I'll let you finish, and then I'll, <laughs> I'm going to break your heart here in a minute. But is ahead. it sold? No. Oh boy. No, no, no. It does it, it has nothing to do with the house? Oh jeez. Anyway, so going back into this, the reasoning for this too, and I think why it came to my mind when I was thinking of top five, is so after we would open presents when I was young, after all the commotion settles down, you turn on the TV, you're playing with your toys, and there's like one thing that's on TV all day for long. 24, for 24 straight hours, hours on yes, Christmas Day dude. is yes. Christmas Story. And that is why I put it at my number two spot. It, I think it's just like tradition. I think that's why it came to my top five. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. I, I must say, if I'm truly critiquing, it's got some funny aspects. It's kind of bland overall. I, I don't know if it's because I've seen it so much, but it's still in my top five for the nostalgia and for just the – it just screams Christmas to me. So I think that is why I have it at my number two spot. All right, well, real quick before we take a break and we get ready for segment number three, which is going to be our number one yes. Christmas movie of our opinion of all time. And we'll dig into the Goes of Christmas Future, which is the Spice Pear. Um, Branson, I'm sorry for this, but I have never seen A Christmas Story. Not a single Dude. solitary time. It's on 24 hours on I Christmas I think that's Day. why I couldn't do it because it's like – that's a long time for one movie to be replayed over and over and over. Oh. I just couldn't I couldn't bring myself to do it. I'm sorry. Oh fudge. <laughs> I like I feel like I'm gonna need to wash his mouth with soap. Yeah, so. I apologize. Like I he said, doesn't even get the reference, guys. He doesn't even get the reference. I don't. I don't. Oh my God. All I know is that like he wants this like red rocket, red rider, red BB rocket. gun. Yeah, he I don't know. Red Rider BB yeah, gun. Yeah, or something. And he can't get it because he's going to shoot his eye out. I said, I know that. Yeah, you do. You but know that part. I've just never seen it. What do you it. know about Fragile? I don't. You I, don't know anything about Fragile? No. I know. I'm assuming it must means be fragile. Italian. Must be Italian. Okay, see? It, it, guys, it falls deaf on I me. think we have to just negate his at least top <laughs> four because this guy hasn't seen Christmas. Uh, We'll save this conversation for another time. We, yeah, yeah, we're yeah. going to have to finish this conversation off the record here. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure we will. Listen, I mean, I'm, I'm sure I'm in a lot of trouble for that statement. But we're going to take a break. We will come back and we will hit our final beer of the night, round two of I must the 12 say, beers. I think this is my my uh, the one that I was eyeing the most. I think this is one I'm, that listen, I'm listen. I haven't been so. disappointed with the first two, Me so either. I feel like the, the yeah. third time is going to be the charm, as they say. But we'll dive into this third one. And we will give our number one Christmas movie of all time. All right? So stick around. All right, everybody. Welcome back. Segment three. Beer three. 
movie number one. So this is where I think a lot of good conversation is going to come out, Branson, because I think I have a good feeling about what your number one movie is. I don't know. Yeah. Just based off a of reaction you had earlier. Yeah. But it just it like Might I gave it away a little. Just bit. an assumption, you know. But I'm excited about Beer Three. This is one that I think has a pretty good profile in terms of what I think I'm going to like here. Mm-hmm. So um, before you dive into that, though, one thing that got lost in the Branson loves a Christmas story. I've never seen a Christmas story. Blah blah blah. We just got over this. Is I know. I'm gonna I'm gonna reopen that wound. <laughs> we didn't rate the we didn't rate the goes of Christmas present. Now we did. We did it off. We did it in between segments, but we didn't talk about it on here. So. I gave it a four two five. I liked it better than I like the Goes of Christmas Past. I, again, I, I love cranberry ginger ale, and it had that cranberry ginger ale feel and flavor to me. Yep. So that is why I gave it a higher ranking than I did the Sugar Plum um, Goes of Christmas Past. I yeah, uh, I second that. I match you right there at the four two five. I think that is a a perfect uh, rating. Again. The way I rate beers is is in a category of that style of beer, so I want to make sure that's known. So of all the gozes I've had out of five, this is a four two five with with where I think it stands. Very good beer for the category. And again, you you nailed it on the head. The, the cranberry ginger ale, mm. um, it plays really well. And again, I do like it more than the uh, than the sugar plum one. So really excited to see what we get in this next one. We've got the ghost of Christmas future. It is a spiced pear tart ale. Um, really excited to see how this one plays out. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so that's our that's our rating on the last one. So what do you say? Let's get into let's dive into beer, beer three. three let's dive into it, and then we we'll, go. we'll start going on movie number one. Love it. Let's do it. Love it. All right. So movie number one, man. I tell you what. As I said previously, my three, two, and one can be interchangeable depending on you know what genre I'm looking for. As Branson is pouring beer through. Now, wow. this one looks much different pouring than the other two. The other two, slightly pink. This one has a hue of green to it, I think. Yeah, it kind of looks like like an apple juice or a pear juice type yeah, feel a, to a little it. Bit. I mean, the, the, the spiced pear. It still carries that carbonation, so I'm excited about that. Okay, let's see what we got here. I think a lot of the smells are the same, and I don't know if that's an ingredient. I like don't maybe see. how they brew it. I'm not getting the other two. You know, I got a little bit of the, the cranberry on the second one. The first one, we got that sugary, sugary kind of sweet. sweet smell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they all kind of have uh, like that tart smell, like what you get from a tart ale, that tart smell that comes with it. Mm-hmm. I'm not getting really any get distinct spice this. or pear on the on the on the nose. Nothing yet. No. Big maybe head some, on it, for maybe, sure. Maybe something will hit me on the first taste, because, yeah, I don't... I'm not getting a ton. All right, so here we go. Cheers, Cheers. to you, Beer, Beer three, number 3, Episode 2. Very subtle pear flavor. Very subtle On pear. first sip. Very subtle pear. Um, and I must say, now... now I have had this beer last year when they came out with this release. I had, okay. I had this one. I had not. This is my I, first taste of it. I, I liked, or at least the way I remember it, is I liked this one a lot. And I still do like it, mm-hmm. but it is not what I remembered it to be. Okay. So this is the 2022 batch. Um, I don't know if something changed. It doesn't taste how I remember it tasting. Um very subtle pear, very subtle spice. You know, the ginger ale or the ginger one with the with the cranberries. That one, I mean, it was really easy to distinctively taste both of those flavors. Even the sugar plum one, you tasted the sweet, you tasted, you know, that candy type flavor. I'm getting a little bit of pear, I'm getting a little bit of spice, a little bit of maybe cinnamon, but it, overall kind of is just in my opinion, it just it's missing something. Yeah, I'm only like I said, first sip. Now I'm going to take the second one here. On the first one, I got a subtle pear flavor. I'm anxious to see what I get here on on sip two. I got a little more pear on sip two, um, but it's there and gone really fast. 
doesn't stick around. Yeah, it's there and gone. Like if you if you miss I it slightly more. Yeah. Like I didn't get. I'm not getting a ton on either sip, but the, in the taste that I'm getting, it's yeah, it's it doesn't stick around long. Yeah, yeah, I I'm, I'm with you there. I, I really think that this one in the series of three. I, I mean, I I kind of have, have to drink some more before I before I've come yeah, up with a final let's, decision. Let's let's dive into movie yes. one here, and then we'll give it our rating before we before we you know finish out this one. All right, so number one for me, <clears throat> again, nostalgic purposes, it is an absolute classic. This is a movie that I grew up with. My mother is an old time movie type person. And this is, in terms of, when I think of Christmas movies, this is the very first one that comes to mind. Like the very first one that they recorded, actually? Like okay. That wasn't well, a silent one? <laughs> Listen, okay. I, I'm trying to keep it clean here, but I remember watching this. Well, okay, it's funny you say that, Branson, because this year was the first time that I've ever seen this movie in color. That's not a lie. I'm not being like... I'm not being crazy, you know, for the, what you just said. This was the first year that I've ever seen this movie in color, and I didn't like it as much in color. Huh. I like it in black and white, and it's a wonderful life, man. I, I gotta, I, I gotta say that for me, it, it's. I remember watching "It's a Wonderful Life" on Thanksgiving night on NBC when we would be at my grandmother's house after dinner now i don't like generally watching movies on tv because you know as well as i do you get four minutes and then eight minutes of commercials yeah and And then then four minutes you get up during the commercial you miss the entire four minute section (laughs) you sit back down you get the tail end of it you get commercials again yeah totally get where you're coming from but it's a wonderful life i mean it has everything in it you know it's got some humor it's got obviously the christmas theme to it it's got um it's kind of got like a Christmas Carol feel to it because George Bailey, you know what I mean? He wants to find he, he 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 wishes that he was dead or he thinks that the world would be better off if he was dead, and then he finds out what it's going to be like. Ebenezer Scrooge finds out, you know, what it was like, what it's going to be like after he dies. So he's able to see that. I, I just, it's a feel good story. Like it just the ending of that movie where like he's standing on the bridge and he's begging. Clarence to bring him back and then all of a sudden like he's back and he runs home like it's an iconic scene he's running through Bedford Falls Merry Christmas Bedford Falls you see him waving like the fake snows coming down like it's just it's unmatched to me again I love Christmas Vacation I had it three I love I'm up it's Christmas Carol I have it too but if I'm picking one movie and you say to me like listen you're on a desert island you get one Christmas movie for the rest of your life I'm taking it's a wonderful life and <laughs> I'm watching it every year I can't not watch it's a wonderful life and again I gotta have the black and white white version I don't care how old that makes me I've never seen it. Oh man! Well, see then. Listen, I can't get that upset because I never seen a Christmas story. Now, I've if I would have seen, seen that, you've never seen it's a wonderful but life. But I must say, based off your passion for it, I don't know that I could do the black and white, but I might watch it in color this year. That's all right. It isn't. It is on Amazon Prime Video, um, but it's in color again. Not a big fan of the color version, but it's it's oh, it's a great. All right, I'll make a deal with you. Okay. You watch It's a Wonderful Life, I'll watch It's a Christmas Story. That's fair. I can make that, and you never know. Maybe next year, when we come around to this again, we might have to touch back <laughs> and see if we can update our top five because it's going to take a it's going to take a lot to wow me to get a Christmas uh, Story past Mickey's Christmas Carol. I'm going to tell uh, you that. You don't have to worry about Mickey's Christmas Carol. I think <laughs> we, we got to knock the Muppets out of there. we got to knock the Muppets out of there. <laughs> Excuse me. I... So... That's yours, and, and that's okay. that's respectable. I've heard a lot of people talk about it. it's a wonderful life. Most of them are in a nursing home, but they do talk about it a lot. I mean, fair. <laughs> fair. Anyway, I gotta say, my number one. If you uh, didn't catch earlier, I was pretty wowed um, about Lampoon's Christmas for Jared there, and that is my number one. Yeah, 
because I, and I can't I can't argue with that. It's in the quotability the of it, like you said, the quotability. It's not a solely just like Christmas movie because mm-hmm. you get you get all of it. You know, you get his work work life. You get just the family aspect, the craziness of the family. It, it's just. It's it's just unmatched. It's, yeah, it's it's goaded. It's up there. It's it's something that you can watch it a hundred times and know what's going to happen and still laugh and you and find it hilarious. And you, it or you find new things from it. Yeah, yeah. You, and for me, yeah, yeah, you I pick agree. up these these little like subtle one liners that you hear, and you're like, yeah. that's just genius. Like that totally fits the character. Yeah. I think everyone in that movie does a great job of like pulling out the uh, the character and. It's a star-studded cast, dude. It is. I mean, it really is. And I mean, the fact that Elaine Bennis is one of the... She has a very small role in it. Small. And when I say Elaine Bennis, Julia Louis-Dreyfus, yes. I mean, Well, I, I knew where you were going <laughs> okay, with Elaine fair. Yes. Seinfeld. We, we love Seinfeld. Oh, well. Right, Jerry? Yes. I, um, yeah, yeah, I do. Yeah, I do, Brian. <laughs> um, anyway, so yeah, we... We love that movie in our household. Both my family, my mm. wife's family. That's one that. Uh, Why is the carpet all wet, Todd? <laughs> we can watch it. <laughs> we can watch it two, three, four times yeah. in oh, Christmas yeah. season. Laugh at it every time. Don't get tired of it. And um, I, my my nephews even even quoted. They they have their own lines memorized. Where uh, one of my nephews will say. Uh, what are you going to do with a tree that big, Griswold? And he says, Better bend over, I'll show you. And then, then, then my nephews, yeah. they both have their own line. And I wasn't talking to you. Yeah, and it's it's just beautiful. <laughs> I love it. The quotability, everyone loves the movie. That's my number one. And that rounds out my five. Um, again, this was not easy for me to put together. There's a couple that missed yeah. the cut. Um some honorable let's talk, let's talk about some honor i'm glad you know what yes. we didn't talk about this but i had a couple um that i kicked around in and i'll explain why i kicked him around but go ahead dive it i got i got maybe three that like wouldn't, okay. have, wouldn't yeah. have broken the top three but they they were they were honorable mentions there. yeah the, the, a couple of my honorable mentions would be uh tim allen the one that you had mentioned okay that's Santa Claus. Yes, Santa yeah, Claus. Yeah, yeah. That's that is that was one that I kicked around because it's on again every year. Like you said, it was like peak, you know, Tim Allen. It's like mm-hmm. everything you're really looking for. Um, Grinch, the Jim Carrey Grinch for okay. me. Yeah, I like, um, I like again, that version too. I think that is just also where I grew up and what I had to watch. Right. So that's kind of, that one was an honorable mention, and some people love it, some people hate it. I really enjoy it. Will Ferrell's Elf. That's one that was up there with an honorable mention. I'm middle of the road on that. Some people hate it. Some people hate it. It's overly quoted, overly (laughs) used, I think. Um, But at the same time, I think it's a really cool, different type of uh, Christmas movie. It's a good movie. Yeah, it's not. it it wouldn't have cracked my top five. It's not one of my honorable mentions, but it's a good movie. I'll have to get the the official number, but... They were hoping to do a Elf two. I've, I've and Will read Ferrell this. passed up on like millions of dollars. Yeah. Like he he did not want to do it. I, I don't know. I, I'd love to look more into that and kind of try to figure out the why behind it. But I thought that that was a really. I'm very surprised that there wasn't an Elf two. See, I can respect some of the actors when they say like, Nah, I don't want to. I want to do that because you look at movies that are so good. When they come out, like I mean, and, and again, we're moving off of some Christmas movies, but Dumb and Dumber, Dumb and Dumber is probably yeah. one of my top ten favorite movies of all time. Yeah, and I was actually and going when, to compare that kind of to Griswold's. Is for me, it's similar to Dumb and Dumber. It's just that 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 goofy, stupid comedy just, that just, you, you just can laugh at every time. Yes, but it, when they started coming out with sequels to that, it was just like, why? Yeah, like what are we doing? Like I get it. Like you want to, you want to try to. I don't want to say cash in, but you want to like say like, okay, the first one was so successful and so funny. Why wouldn't we try to do a second one? Yeah, and okay, that's fine. But it was just like when you're at mess such with, a peak. Why mess with success yeah. and perfection like that? And I think, I think that could have been. And I don't want to speak for Will Ferrell, obviously, but that could have been like his process. Like you know what, it, the first one was so good. Like yeah, I mean, how do we top that? Like, what and story it, can I we come out with? Second yeah, and I think that's something that. As uh, consumers of the industry, 
it's kind of the constant thought of like what could have been like mm-hmm. if they did it like you have like these big like when you just think of the title when you think elf 2 you have like these just big dreams and anything short of exceeding the first yeah, one yeah like is, that's why sequels don't yeah, always work out like it's crazy right. agreed agreed and, and i then think you, that's that's right i think some are just best as a one and done really good movie that's it kind of deal and you run the risk of waiting too long you run the risk of rushing it to get it out like mm-hmm. so you know you got to find that like sweet spot there have been some sequels which i mean that can be a later episode we can talk best sequels i don't know um but my honorable mentions now i tried to and this is just my opinion i tried to steer clear of movies that were movies that weren't necessarily christmas but that maybe took place around christmas time like home alone i love home alone i don't watch it outside of like the christmas season but for me i don't consider it a christmas movie um there's another one and I just blanked. Oh, Die Hard. Die I don't Hard. consider that a Christmas movie. That's but always a great discussion between some people. Some people, some they, people believe it's a Christmas movie. It's, like, yeah. it's a Christmas movie. It I would to be have to an incredible agree movie. with you. And I think Home Alone is also the same way. It is very like Christmas time. Like there's a lot going on. There's several scenes that kind of allude yes. and draw you into that Christmas feeling. Mm-hmm. But it, it teeters right there on the line. Yeah. And I think Die Hard is a little, a little shy of that teeter line. I think I, I, think, I think Die Hard is further away from, from the yeah. Christmas. Yeah. I, I, I think agree it with falls you. outside of the Christmas. Movie. So like, so that's why I didn't include those in my top. I mean, I wouldn't have included Die Hard. I love that movie, but it wouldn't have been in my top five. But Home Alone was on the cusp. I would say that would be an honorable mention. Um, Elf was up there. It's not one of my favorites, but I do enjoy it. Um, and then there's another movie that. I don't know whether it's a Christmas movie. I don't know whether it's a Halloween movie, but it's one of my favorite movies of all time, and that's A Nightmare Before Christmas. I, like, there's just something about that. And again, that movie came out like in 1992, 93. Yeah. I, I'm it's a, got a uniqueness to it. I'm a huge Tim Burton fan. Like, some of my favorite movies are Tim Burton movies, um, whether directed, they're his, um, you know, he's a part of it in some way. Uh, and, and and I just really liked that movie when I like when I said when I was a kid and it came out and I've just always liked it. I don't know whether it's Halloween or Christmas. Um, yes, I like to think of it as both. Yeah, <laughs> I like to think of it as both holidays because yes. I mean technically it is. But that was in my honorable mentions. And then um, one other one. And again, I'm going to date myself here, but White Christmas is that, a great movie yes. that. Um, <laughs> White Christmas and Holiday Inn. I kind of put those two together, and I guarantee you've probably never seen. Have you ever never seen Holiday, seen Holiday Inn? Inn? Holiday Inn's a good one. That's Fred Astaire and um, uh, I'm blanking. Danny Kay. Um, people does, you've probably never heard of. But uh, those are two that were probably they were they were on the outside looking in. I, others receiving yeah. votes. Yeah, you know what I mean. But like, yeah, I think I'm pretty yeah. solid with my top five slash six choices that I had. Definitely some differences and like we kind of uncovered definitely comes down to like what were you watching during that magical time of your life when things when you were immersed in it yeah and um i think everybody probably has their own but i'm pretty sure everyone's top is griswold's family (laughs) vacation uh except jared unless you're unless you're in my age demographic then you're probably even then i think a lot of people take that over muppets but uh, anyway listen i digress we could probably probably pull 100 people and say like okay name your top five christmas muppets comes up zero times. i would like this is a family feud question yeah (laughs) (laughs) muppets christmas carol is getting a big old horn nobody's voting for that yeah but that's all right doesn't come up in fast money because you are not going home with twenty thousand dollars no that's all right i'll take it so again there's our top five christmas movies um let's rate the goes of christmas future we'll take a break we'll come back we'll talk about our top six now we've hit six beers halfway through we're halfway through the 12 beers of christmas and we'll give a preview of our next episode our next topic so stick around with us we will be right back all right here we go 
episode two, last segment. What we're going to dive into here is we are going to, number one, give you our rating on the Goes of Christmas Future. We didn't get to that in the last segment. Then we're going to rate all three of the ones we've had today, the Goes of Christmas Past, Present, and Future. Then we're going to see where they stack up with the three we had on the last episode, that being the Brew Dog, It's a Butte, the High Wire Gingerbread, um, Hot Cocoa, and the Saucy Brew Works Three Hose. So to start, I'm going to give my rating on the Goes of Christmas Future. I went a little bit away from your typical untapped 3.5, 375, 4, 4, 2, 5, etc. in 2500s intervals. I went 3.7. And the reasoning to that I will get into here in a minute when I give you my top six. But I didn't think, excuse me, for me it was low enough to go 3.5. But I didn't think it was good enough to be the same or better than a beer that I have already rated a 3.75. So I went 3.7. I didn't think it was quite good enough to be better than that. So Branson, give us your yours for the goes of Christmas future. Yeah, I I, uh, I definitely get a lot what you're saying there. Of the three, I think definitely this one uh, fell short. Um, I think they need to revisit the past. Uh, because they did some really good things with the past and present. So I'm going to give it a 3.5. And the reason I'm giving it a 3.5, honestly, is because I had all three of them side by side. Mm -hmm. So knowing what they did with the the sugar plum and knowing what they did with the cranberry you know, and ginger, um, the spiced pear, I was expecting more. I had the 2021. I thought the 2021 was really good. So this one was kind of, it just really fell short of my expectations. So that's why I'm landing it at the 3-5 spot. Um, so, again, I, I, I wouldn't say that I wouldn't drink it again. Because I think oh, it's no, still a yeah. drinkable beer. I don't think any of these beers um, I wouldn't drink again. And But I just think as far as seeing what the other ones did and how the other ones tasted... I know that Birdfish can probably elevate their game a little bit on this one. Mm-hmm. Give us a little bit more of that spice, a little bit more of that pear. More pear yeah. um, Jared and I were actually talking off the mic a little bit. It was almost like uh, you could have probably told us just about any flavor. And if you thought hard enough and drank enough of it, you could probably try to get it. There was just <laughs> nothing feel it. There's just nothing really super distinct that said pear and spice. So that is why I come in at a 3.5. Um but let's go ahead then and review and recap where our uh, rating is now that we've had six in. So we're halfway through. Okay. Let's see how our uh, how our stack goes here. All right, so I'm going to take a look at my six. And I'm going to go from six to one. I'm going to go backwards. So the future, the Goes of Christmas future is going to be my number six right now. Again, I rated it a 3.7. And in, in my opinion, it just wasn't good enough to be better than the one that I have rated number five, and that's the Saucy Brew Works three, three Hose. I rated that a 3.75, and then I have two beers that I put at four, and that is the Goes of Christmas Past and the Brew Dog It's a Butte. And if I think back, and I don't want to give recency bias to the Goes of Christmas Past, but I feel like I like that one better than I like the Brew Dog It's a Butte. So I feel like number four is going to be Brewdog. Goes of Christmas Past is going to be number three. All right. And then two and one is going to be the Goes of Christmas Present. I love the cranberry ginger ale taste of that. And then the High Wire Gingerbread Hot Cocoa, man. Four or five. I mean, that's going to be tough to beat. That was a good one. I mean, I'm anxious to see. We have some potential good ones on their way. Yeah, Yeah, we'll touch on that in a minute. Yeah, we're not going to spoil too much. But we have one that I am stoked about. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I, I don't know that excited is a strong enough word. I think yeah. stoked fits with that. That that I cannot wait to have. I really, I really cannot. So again, we'll get to that. But that's my top six. Branson, give us your top six here based off of the first two weeks. Yeah. So first two weeks here, um, I'm going to start again same way. We're going to start here at number six. I am going to go with the uh, Ghost of Christmas Future. I think, like I said, the 3-5 rating, knowing what they did with the other two beers and um, knowing how it was the year prior, I think this one fell short. So I'm I'm landing this one at number six. Um, And then we're going to jump up to our our five spot. 
I've got two kind of tied here with three hose and brew dog. I give both of those a three seven five. Um, I'm going to go brew dog at the five position. And I, I had mentioned this in the last episode. The reason that I like three hose a little better is the drinkability aspect. Mm. It's something that has good flavor, but you can have more than one of. It's it, it brings that holiday. Um, flavors that you're looking for in, in a Christmas ale, it's something that you can drink more than one of. So I'm going to go with Brewdog at five, Three Hose at four, um, and then going into the next couple there, I've got Goes a Christmas Past. We're going to take that at the three overall. Number two, Goes of Christmas Present. Again, the Cranberry Ginger Ale. That one was really incredible. It's wonderful. For a tart ale... Again, not typically a category that Jared and I drink a lot of beers out of, um, but we could not pass up this lineup of, no. of Christmas beers. Trio it, just yeah, was too much. It fit much. perfectly it into what we were looking to do with the 12 beers of Christmas, and I was pleasantly surprised with the Goes of Christmas present. It was a great beer. Um, highly recommend if you get a chance to try it. Uh, but then number one, again, uh, Jared and I, unlike our Christmas movies, we were able to agree <laughs> that the number one Still, two weeks in is the High Wire Gingerbread Hot Cocoa. That one uh, will be hard to beat. I'm a sucker for gingerbread, man. As Jared alluded to, we have another local brewery that is going to be dropping some really cool stuff tomorrow. So Jared and I are going to do our best to get up there and get our hands (laughs) on some of these new releases. Not going to go into detail on what to expect. So you're going to have to tune in to the next episode where we're going to dive into hopefully some of these beers that we I feel are like if we get those we have to have those next episode like we don't want those sure. sitting around too no, long no because yeah and, and not only do we not want them sitting around too long but if we don't get to that episode the likelihood that jared drinks them in my absence is very high so we <laughs> have especially got, the yeah, one folks we There's have a, got to get this they're just it's kind of like money in the pocket it's just burning yeah, a hole man yeah. you got it's you just want to drink them so it's like having a gift card yeah you got to spend that in the first 20 minutes you have it exactly so we are really really excited for some of the beers that have coming up um if they're anything like i think they could be we could have honestly we could have a number one and a number two that just goes straight to the top and it's mean, gonna be it's gonna be again it's gonna be hard to top the gingerbread hot cocoa but these two that are coming out, um, the potential of these the two potential is, is incredible. Yeah. yeah, it's incredible. I'm excited to see where it, how they stack up to the ones we've had so far. Mm-hmm. They're going to fit great in with the holiday theme. These are going to fill in some of those spots we were missing because we were hoping that they were going to drop something, and we just yes. got wind that yeah, huh? uh, that it is happening. So Christmas we came are, early. Yeah, Christmas came early. Uh, and it's not a lump of cool. So I am <laughs> excited to see um, how those stack up. But that is my top six, Jared. Okay. Um, going into next week, what do we got? Let's what look at a little, little preview of what we're thinking for the next episode. Besides obviously, great beer. Obviously no great got, beers coming. Yeah, obviously we got a couple beers that we're going to try to get our hands on. We got a couple here in the garage fridge that we are going to be diving into at some point. And then we got to get our hands on a couple more. Yes. So... I think you and I may make a trip, or one of us will make a trip, see what we can get our hands on. A trip, two trips, whatever's needed. Uh, listen, uh, yeah, trips plural, I feel like, yeah. is the most appropriate. Yes. But, yeah, we're going to have some great beer. But what's our topic going to be for the next episode? And we kicked around some ideas. We kind of, we didn't hint at it in our last segment, but after we after we talked in the last segment, we thought, you know, that would be a perfect idea. So what we're going to do is we are going to do, we're going to stray away from the Christmas theme for a, for a little bit. We are going to do um, a television show draft. So what that entails is we're going to flip a coin, we're going to roll a dice, however we decide who gets first pick. Yep. So then let's say Branson gets first pick. He's going to select a television show. Then I'll select my television show. Then he selects, I select. We're each going to select six. We're going to select five plus one. It's going to be kind of like a fantasy team. And then we're going to stack up our six, or my six, excuse me, with his six. And we're just going to discuss on which one we think is a stronger, more, what's the word I'm looking for here? I'm not sure what you're exactly (laughs) looking for, but I, I kind of have a proposition, and this is coming out on the spot. Okay. We have a couple neighbors 
who we're pretty good friends with, I think we blindly send them our two sets. Okay, that's and fair. Let's get I like a panel that. to try to come in and give us, you know, some sort of verdict. Because take a me vote. and you will discuss until we run out of beer in this garage fridge. <laughs> and I still don't yeah, know. That's that a while. We, yeah, that's and I still don't know that we come out with an answer. So I think we get a panel of maybe three judges to maybe vote, hey, this is what I think, you know, and then we'll see who drafted the better two TV blind, show. Team. Two blind resumes. Exactly. That if you could pick six of those shows, which one would you choose? And w- I like it. I love it. I think that's a great idea. We got plenty of people in this neighborhood that would be definitely yes. willing to dive into. I think our only the only hang up with that would be if they haven't seen some of the shows. But I know that of the shows that we will choose, they will have seen enough of them yes. that they will be able to make yes. a definite selection. So there you have it. Episode three, we're going to dive into three new beers. This might be the episode I'm looking forward to the most so far. Well, in, terms, beer, of, in terms of the conversation and the beer, the I feel like that is the best of both worlds, yes. as they say. So I'm excited about it. So ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning in. Episode two um, of the Master Craftsman podcast. Again, we hit three birdfish, local breweries at Columbia and Ohio beers, goes of Christmas past, present, and future. Please check them out if you're in the, the vicinity or you're able to get your hands on those. They're three delicious beers. Um, and we look forward to talking with you here pretty soon in episode three.